Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Beef is being had, my friends. And if you know me, you know I try to avoid beef, but beef is being had. Also, is she here? Let's find out. These are thoughts he has will sometimes get a pass When intern John is fogging up the mirror And thinking in the shower And sauce Hello friend We're also going to talk about the seven bad relationship habits couples uh, therapists see all the time Welcome to the Thought Shower Happy Monday Whatever day you're listening to this Hopefully it's Monday Intern John is my name I have some beef with a neighbor that I need to get into uh, first, uh, good good question by the audience. Is Sauce here? Sauce, say hi. Damn. One of these days. I have a really good feeling. I think one of these days will make it happen. Uh, let me just get right into this. So I have a weird thing in my neighbors. One of my, I don't talk to my neighbors. I don't know. I feel like that's a common thing. But it's also, I don't really see my neighbors though either. Do you know what I mean? But with my schedule, I'm gone by 4 in the morning. Gone, like, out the door gone by the time i get back i feel like most of them are already at work or they're at doing whatever they're doing so i don't really get a chance to see my neighbors the first odd thing that happened with my neighbors was my trash can got replaced by somebody else's trash can that is to say i believe what happened was the wind blew my trash can like when i was at work and they all went in the street and my neighbors took my trash can my neighbors like a couple couple places down and that's been an odd thing because I know I have their trash can now. And, like, I know because the lid that I have for my trash can doesn't match this one. And it's just, I can just tell it's different. But at this point, it's too late to switch. Do you know what I mean? Because this was, like, a couple months ago. I didn't realize it at the time. And then right then I was like, oh, you want to know what? This is not my trash can. And now I feel like it has all their trash in it like mine does to where it's, like, it's not even worth going over there. And that's the other thing, too. Like, I feel like it'd be really creepy to walk next door and, like, slyly steal back my trash can. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like they would not be like, oh, yeah, he's probably just getting a trash can back. What if they don't know I have the trash can? What if they have no idea that's going on? So that that's, like, to start the neighborly stuff, okay? Now, where I live, like, each person each occupant has like a little patch of grass in front of their place uh i've had the similar situations um in my last apartment with like garage doors but each place has a similar patch of grass where it's like maybe maybe five feet across so like if you walk out my stairs there's a patch of grass there right that is where i put my trash can and recycling for trash can day recycling day right Right in front of my grass. The last couple weeks, my neighbors on the other side, they must be like putting their stuff out early. They're putting like their trash and recycling in front of my grass. And I know this is such like a first world problem, but it it's more so just bizarre. Like they're trying to make it seem like I have so much trash and need four containers. Do you know what I mean? 
and I don't see them. And at this point, too, I've never talked to those neighbors. Like, I don't know their names. Probably a problem. So I can't exactly go knock on their door and be like, hey, just so you know, like, they have their own grass patch. So now, like, this is so stupid. But me and, like, neighbor wars, I'm going to have to wake up. Or <laughs> I have to wake up early. <laughs> what? I'm going to have to start putting stuff up the night before. As, and I feel like it, ha- it has to be like a show of force. Like, so they know, hey, just so you guys understand, my grass, you guys have your own grass. I get, like, trash envy, too. Because people in my neighborhood, like, won't come trash day. Like, I'll have, you know, my trash can full. Maybe some extra bags. There'll be people in the neighborhood with, like, a Ziploc bag worth of trash. <laughs> like, like, what the? What am I doing wrong? Like a family of four, and they put like a little Ziploc zip bag of trash. I'm like, am I am I doing something wrong here? Am I not burning trash? What are we doing? How is it possible a family of four, like legitimately, like it'd be like, not like a sandwich bag, but like a, the freezer storage bag, like a quart, and that'd be the trash contribution. I'm like, what am I doing wrong? Maybe they're hoarders. And I think that's why I tell myself is the lie. Like, why not? They're probably just hoarders, so that's why it's okay. But the trash shame game is real. The other problem in my neighborhood, um, they used to be trash, like the giant trash collection, like the the big items was every first of the month. Then the city and in their infinite wisdom decided, well, we're not going to do that anymore. You need to schedule an appointment to have your big items picked up. Well, here's the thing people in my neighborhood realize. No, you don't. You just leave it on the street. Just leave that big old sofa on the street. Eventually, the city's going to come get it. So, like, that, that's one of those things where if I was in that meeting, I'd be like, well, what do y'all think is going to happen? People are just going to leave this stuff in the middle of, like, you know, the, the common area street, and you're going to be forced to pick it up. Duh. <sighs> yeah, it's funny. On uh, Facebook, I didn't mention this yesterday. Like, five years ago was the huge first, my huge first snowstorm in the DMV. Um, it was, like, really big. But I remember I was being a jackass. Hard to believe. Like, when they're talking about it, I was like, there's no way snow's coming. Because at this point, I've been here for, like, two years. No, it was five years ago, but I've been here, like, three years. I've been here, like, three years. I know, like, I've never seen my life school canceled the day before snow. Never in my life. Like, when I was coaching, and would be like, hey, it's, it's, you know, today's Monday. School's canceled tomorrow. Why? Well, it might snow. I'd be like, excuse me? We canceled school a day in advance. Never saw that in my life. This snowstorm, I remember, like, doing um, snow angels in the concrete, you know, gas was sold out. Remember, I had to go get gas to get gas. And then the snow came down. It was like, oh, okay, like, this is actually real. Like, it was probably three feet, maybe. Because I remember I opened my front door, and it was, like, three feet up. Um, and I had to walk with Chewy from my my house to the, like, the main street so that the uh, radio station Hummer could come get me. And it took us probably 45 minutes because I had to carry his ass. It was, it was, the snow was bigger than him. Plus, he does not like snow. Yes, he's from Minnesota. But I've talked. like he, He'll walk and then fall over in the concrete. Um, but it was like a 45-minute walk. It was not fun. The whole time, he's crying. I'm like, listen, listen, bro. I'm sorry this is uncomfortable for you in the moment. I'm carrying your ass uh, luggage in a backpack through three feet of snow. He, he does so blissfully unaware. Although I think um, this week... Gonna bring his nails in to get done, so that's gonna be very exciting. That I usually try to pass it off for somebody else to do, <sighs> but now I'm gonna have to do it. Now I'm gonna have to do it. So that's uh, 
that's been my life this weekend. Finish another book. I'm reorganizing closets. That's exciting stuff. Look at me, dude. People that sometimes go like, God, IJ, like, how do you stay so interested? No, but this, the book I just finished, though, I really liked it. I was suggested by my friend uh, Kevin, who uh, Kevin, who's uh, very high in the company, a mentor to me. It's called The Obstacle is the Way. And um, let me tell you, man, it, it was just kind of like a mind-blowing book. It's a very short read. It's like maybe 200 pages, tops. And it's like, it's a, it's a tiny book, so it's like tiny pages. But the whole the whole principle of it is like training your mind to see an obstacle as a positive thing, a positive thing to overcome. Like the obstacle is the way to getting what you want. Um, I thought it was a really good book. Uh, I think if I think it's good for anybody. I, I highlight, I, I'm, I'm an old school when it comes to books. I like to have the hard copy because I highlight points to go back to, especially for coaching. Um, but I would, I would say, like, I, if you're looking for a new book, that's um, one I would certainly recommend. Maybe, uh, maybe later in the pod, maybe like later this week, I'll do like the top books I've read in quarantine. Um, but that one to me, very quick, very easy. If you're feeling stuck or you're just feeling like you need a new perspective, I would suggest that the obstacle is the way. And I also got one at the Burns and Newble because I went to Barnes. That's why I did. I went to the mall yesterday. I went to Tyson's uh, first time in a while. And uh, but I've always been a mall walker, like just walk around circles of the mall. I go back to the Minnesota and just walk around the mall of America just to see things. And then went to Barnes Noble, and I got this one book. It's, I think it's called The Hardest Job in the World, and it's about being president. Very excited to read that because uh, I think I've I've said this before. I've never said this. I never said this on the podcast before. I think yeah, I'd be crazy to want to be president of the United States. Just overall, like that 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 to me is like either that or to be it to be so selfless. That is a job that like. Only 46 people have done, and to have, like, you know, be hated amongst your own people and hate amongst the entire world, that's, and, and by the way, your job review, ongoing. <laughs> like, your performance review of being president never stops. Like, it is studied forever. Um, so I'm looking forward to reading that book because I think it's about, like, the unknown stress of being president, which I cannot even imagine. That's why I will gladly be a radio host uh, until I run for, maybe yeah, I'll be president one day. I don't know. Uh, but that's that's the the next chapter, um, the hardest job in the world being president. Because again, I, you know, that takes a special set to to want to do that. Let's get into this. The, the seven bad relationship habits couple therapists see all the dang time. The thought shower with intern John. Yeah. Come on in. The water's warm, and he's not wearing pants. Ah, so this is um from Huffington Post, and you know. Some of these, it's it's weird because I feel like I can't relate because I don't, well, <laughs> when I'm not in a relationship. <laughs> yeah, there's that. That <laughs> that whole thing makes it hard to relate to this. No, but um, like based on like, my schedule is so off. The first thing they say is, so this is couples therapists. They see this all the time. Yeah. First thing they say is the couple spend all their time before bed watching TV. Dun dun dun. Uh, they say it becomes a um, your Netflix have becomes an issue when all the sacred time before bed is spent is spent zoning out in front of the TV or staring at your smartphone instead of doing something that allows you to actually be present and connect to each other. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, besides the obvious uh, in in the bedroom, <laughs> uh, um, I don't know what you you could do to bond, especially because like. You know, again, my job a little bit different. If you wake up early, you know, going to bedtime, going to bedtime, going to bed when we do, it's like, it's not, a, it's not, it's not like a social thing going to bed. It's like, it, 
I need to go to bed by this time so I can somewhat function tomorrow. Maybe if, if you um, have a later start time, maybe this is a possible thing. They say couples spend more time watching TV rather than having relations or spending quality time while not distracted. At least prioritizing, prioritizing TV rather than each other or relations. I get that. I've had um, friends, male and female, complain that their partner is always on their phone. I, I understand that. Especially if you haven't seen each other in a minute or you've both been busy. So I get that alone time and they, they whip out their phone. It's like, hey, I'm here. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like who who I'm here right now. I understand that part of it. Um, but there's so much TV out now though. We talked about that in the last podcast, but I understand the phone thing. That's like when when you hang out with a friend and they pull their phone out right away. And it's just kind of like Okay, but like I don't get to see you. For me, I'm a, I'm very lucky in the sense that when I go home at least and see like my friends, I haven't, I haven't seen some of my friends like a year. Uh, that tends to not be the case, but more so friends here, I guess, because it's almost like you take you take each other for granted. The fix they say is they recommend couples turn the TV off, replace it with listening to music, giving each other a massage or other forms of sensual touch. Both have better effects on stress and relaxation. Yeah, here's the problem with do that in bed though. I know uh, somebody gonna fall asleep right away. Right away. That's probably me. Uh, I, you know. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I need a train chewy. I scratch my head. There's nothing better than like a little, little scalp scratch. This feels good. Uh, number two is they constantly interrupt each other. Yes. In the heat of an argument or a spirited conversation, you may end up talking over your partner from time to time but you're routinely cutting your partner off mid-sentence just to make your point. Mm, 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 mm. Say a regular habit, this will leave your partner feeling unimportant, irrelevant, and unloved. Yes. But this is also true, I understand for relationships, like this is true of friends as well. Like where this like, what's the point of me having this conversation if you're just going to interrupt me? Because I think if you interrupt somebody in like a, a talk like that, what you're saying is my point is more relevant than yours. Right? I'm not even going to let you finish your point because my point is more relevant. I understand this completely. I found myself like trying to be more um, aware of that. Actually, it's funny. It's like um, going back to the book I was talking about, The Obstacle is the Way. They talk about how pro athletes who've gone through a catastrophic injury, like huge injury, come back with more sympathy and this more like trying to help others. And I do feel like I went through some pretty traumatic things uh, the last couple of years, which will all be in the book. And I think, I think because of that, I've tried to be more helpful to people and more understanding of people, I think. Now, obviously, this is me talking to myself. There could be somebody listening going, no, Johnny, don't do that at all. And to that, I say, you just cut off my sentence. (laughs) They say to uh, break the pattern for this, be more conscious, uh, bring more conscious awareness to your communication habits. Ooh, Mm -mm mm-mm-mm. Practice letting your partner finish their thoughts before you jump in with your two cents. Damn. Damn, damn, damn. Now, to be fair, though, there is, you know, in gaslighting, I have found uh, through past experiences 
that sometimes somebody will throw so many points in the one sentence, they try to get you lost. So what I have found myself to do, um, and it at least it works for me, is if you, if you and I are talking and you say, like, you know, dog's not out, also you didn't pay the cable bill, and then also you crash the car. I will try to, okay, let me get to all three of these quick. So first of all, the dog. And that way I think it's like you address each point because I do think that sometimes people try to sneak things in that you don't realize in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Ooh, number three, they lose themselves in the relationship. In the early days, a relationship feels good to dive in, even at the expense of individual hobbies, relationships, and routines, this therapist says. It's not uncommon for one or both partners to abandon too much of themselves early on. Fam! Fam. Oh, my goodness. This is so big. I, you know... Uh, and again, I understand you're talking from the guy who's been single for a couple of years. When couples use the we thing, that is a that's a dangerous precedent. That is dangerous. Now, if, it, if, it's, if it's, oh, we're coming over, that's one thing. Oh, but we don't like this or we don't like that. That, to me, is a dangerous precedent. Yeah, I've had, uh, this is no secret. If you listen to this podcast, you know, I've had problems in past relationships. Um, I have a lot going on, which is... You know, it is what it is. The, the The morning show, like for me right now, I get up at 3.25, 3.30, okay? Get to the station by 4.10. Leave the station around 11. Go to the gym to do my fitness, you know, shout out to Marshall. And then usually like hockey practice now is three days a week. Usually it's five plus games plus films. So like on a usual day, right? Like if, if this is a normal Monday, it'd be, um, you know, morning show, great. You leave the station by 1130 because the meeting is on Monday. Hopefully be done. The gym, like back to my house by one. And then if it's a practice day, practice at 510. If it's a game day, game whatever, get back from the game probably around, let's say it's a game day, probably around seven, eight. Watch the film of the game, work on tomorrow's show. So there's just not a lot of time. But my, the problem I've had in past relationships is like I've said I can't be your happiness. Like, I can't be your only source of happy because, like, it's just not going to work out. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I think everyone needs to, you know, it's like something you do that makes you feel value and makes you feel accomplished. For me, it's like I, coaching is one of those things, right? The podcast is. But I think if your only happiness is tied into your relationship, that's a, like, that's a dangerous putt because you're putting all your happiness. And if you're dating the wrong person and they know that, ooh, 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 ooh. I think you have to have some things. I, like I was saying, like I've been in relationships where it was just me, and you know, I don't blame you. But like, there's times where I want to be alone too. Do you know what I mean? It's like you need to have you need to have your own happy. I think that's healthy. Um, anyway, I also think, and they mentioned this too. It's like everybody's been in that relationship where it's like you're in the relationship. You, you're so excited, you want to go balls in. Sorry about that. And you just, like, you forget about your friends, too. Whereas it's like your friends are just kind of like, oh, well, they're gone. That That's the that's the worst, too. You know, that, that's a tough putt. Because I think, too, then your friends become resentful of the person you're dating. The fix they say is acknowledge your priorities as a couple are out of whack and that you want some new boundaries. Frequent and clear communication is very important so that the reprioritization of energy doesn't come across as loss of interest in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Initially, it may feel uncomfortable to invest less 
which may create an insecurity spike. Ooh, that is true. Yeah, I didn't think about that. When, you, when you're so far in and then you decide to pull back a little bit, that's going to make things look like, yeah, I get that. But, you know, it's funny. It's like I used to have to beg an ex-girlfriend to hang out with her friends. Beg. Like, please hang out with your friends. And not because I didn't, like, hang out with her, but I was like, I don't get people that don't like um, who they're dating to hang out with their friends. I don't understand that. That, that to me, makes absolutely no sense. And unless, of course, friends are legitimately bad influence. Like, every time he goes out with his buddies, they get arrested. Okay. That, that's a little bit different. But the overall thing is, like, why would you not, why would I not want a girlfriend to hang out with her friends? Like, do I want to hang out with her all the time? That's not even meant to be a, a mean thing, but it's like, no, like, I need you. Because also, too, it's like, I want the friends to like me. Nobody wants to be the dude talked about on Girls' Night or the dude talked about in the group chat. Nobody wants to be that. Oh, this next one is so huge. They expect their partner to be a mind reader. It feels so good when our partners can anticipate our needs. Uh, being seen, understood, and met by others are basic human needs, and oftentimes... It's our manic partners that show up to offer that care. However, some clients place unfair expectations on their partner, expecting them to read their minds and magically know how they're feeling. I have said this um, till the cows come home. Your dude has no idea when you're angry with them. No idea. None. None. Like, uh, you know, it's just, it is what it is, fam. It's ironic that dudes will play poker and not understand that girls aren't telling the truth. Do you know what I mean? I should write that down. That's funny. Like th- that'll be a joke one day on the tour. Um, but it is true though. It, it is so like <laughs> maybe I just outed dudes. We'll be like, well, you didn't say anything, but you play poker, bruh. You know, maybe she has a poker face. Do you know what I mean? That is true though. I think that that, that, that could be a dangerous thing if, if if you expect your partner to know everything that's going on. Also, too, like, would you want that? That to me is boring. If you know everything that's going on with your partner, it's like, that to me, what's the mystery? Like, what's the, where's the excitement? If you know everything that's going on, where's the everyday surprise? Like, that's kind of like, okay, you, you've hit it. Uh, the fix is say, instead of allowing your partner to decode your innermost thoughts, practice asking for what you need. Well, that's not fun. <laughs> I don't want to practice. No, thank you. Uh, number five, for the bad relationship habits that the therapists see. They're obsessed with being right. Now, I know, I know, you're thinking, IJ, you have to be right all the time. Well, that's, no, I don't have to, I just am. But I had an ex-girlfriend who, I don't know if it's because of the way she was raised, if it was because of her family dynamic, she had to be right all the time and would rather, like, we would have a fight. And she would know she was wrong, but would continue the fight. And And I would just sit there and be like, just say you're sorry. We can move on. Do you know what I mean? It'd be like, this is exaggeration. She took my car and crashed it. This is, again, huge exaggeration. That'd be the fight, though. And going back and forth, I'm like, in my head, like, this is so, just, just say you're sorry. We can move on. And we'll be fine. Couples become gridlocked in issues because they feel the need to be right. This family therapist says, looking for a win in an argument can feed a feeling of being stuck and frustrations become hurdles. Understanding that you're a team and can work as a unit to allow, uh, can work as a unit can allow couples to tackle the problems and not each other. I feel like this is true. I do feel like 
there's that like, oh yeah, I I got the victory, and it's like, okay, but you're still with this person though. It's not like a victory on the field where now you're back in the locker room. It's like you're still with this person. That is still a huge thing. The fix, they say, is to practice active listening. Huh? Focus on what they're saying. Reflect back on what you heard to show you see their position. I think I've, I've tried to learn um, to say things like, you're not wrong for feeling that way. I understand you feel that way. That, that kind of thing. There's only two left. We'll kind of get through these quick. They don't carve out we time. I can't imagine having to balance work and kids and that kind of stuff. It can be really hard to have the same kind of quality time together you have when you're first dating is what they say. Yeah, you know, I, I had that problem in the last relationship. Very well documented when I first got here. You know, I look back at what John did. Of course, talking in third person. But what I did when I first got here, I'm like, what did I do with all that time? Seriously, when I was just doing the show, what did I do with all that free time? To now where it's like, yep. Um, that when I, when I like broke up with my ex girlfriend, I remember the first week I was like, man, like it's so crazy. There's no more free time. Like, I, I I didn't have any free time to begin with. Ooh, number seven on the list. Hmm. They avoid vulnerable conversations. Ooh 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 ooh. So it feels easier to stay or clear of certain subjects because we're scared of how our partner might react if we are honest about our feelings. Will it be judged? Yada yada. When couples don't choose to learn to lean into their vulnerability and they have hard emotional conversations early on, they fail to develop communication skills that are necessary for building a secure, healthy relationship in the future. That's probably true because I think, um, well, I guess probably true. It makes sense perfectly. I think that everybody has trauma and especially in relationships, you need to understand somebody's trauma to, to, to be healthy. Like that's kind of, the, it's, I think that's the same for business. It's the same for friendship. Everybody has trauma in their life. Everybody has their own trauma. Some might not be as big as yours or as relevant as yours, but everybody has it. And if you don't understand that, it's going to lead to issues down the line. And I do think like this is all bringing it back to the book I was talking about. Um, the obstacle is the way fantastic book talks about all this stuff. Listen, Hey, have a kick-ass Monday. Uh, I appreciate you listening. You can uh, get me at intern John radio. Um, very excited for this week. And uh, keep kicking ass. By the way, thank you for the reviews, too. We're going to start doing the stickers again for the reviews. I know we talked about this. I know we talked about this. But if you're listening, make sure you just search your um, – your, so wherever you listen to your podcast, search the Thought Shower. Give us the uh, five-star review and a funny comment. We'll start mailing that stuff out. See you on Wednesday. More Thought Shower online at thethoughtshower.com. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.